we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't so don't ever bring you guys around me. Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada, and I'm here for This Week in Bravo, TWIB. Um, this week, we're not on the Patreon. This week, we are here for you live on our podcast channel, and I'm here with a very, very, very special guest. I have Jess Sade from Real Housewife of the West Side. Jessica, how are you doing? Wow, thank you for all those varies. I am so honored. No, I am um, so excited. We were I was just on your podcast and we have the best time every time we talk. So I'm stoked. To I have know, you back. I know. We were just saying we were like, okay, we need to start recording because this could just go on and on. We and literally on. have 10 minutes recorded. That's not part of the podcast, just us gossiping. I know, I know. exactly, exactly. No, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be back. Um, yes, you are just an absolute delight to talk with. So I am happy to be here. And if you guys haven't tuned into This Week in Bravo before, this is basically the news of the Bravo-verse. So instead of talking about what happens on the shows, we're talking about what's happening off the shows. And so we have a couple stories this week that we're going to talk about. And Jess is always so good because you always have the hot goss. Like (laughs) our first story, you have like an inside scoop for So we're going to just jump right in and we're going to talk about the biggest story of the week and that is... Luann de la Sepp's brand new probation term. So as you guys know, last year it was highly viewed on Real Housewives of New York, but after Luann divorced her um, trash bag, um, Tog D'Agostino, um, she had a little bit of a mishap in West Palm Beach, Florida, and was arrested after assaulting an officer after blacking out. Um, she, just, a, just a little mishap. Just a, you know, like a tiny infraction. It's no big deal. But part of her deal for not going to jail at that time was that she had this um, probation plea deal, essentially. As you know, she's been on tour for Countess and Friends, which we both saw, which was... We did. We did. Yes. What was your experience like? You know, um, I was not inebriated enough at all. I had only had one glass of wine at dinner prior. So I was, I think, too sober for the show. Um, listen, I mean, I had, I had quite the amazing experience with Lou, um, (laughs) that earlier that day and the night before. So I feel like I, my view was a little skewed, um, in, in, you know, toward her in a good way, um, of seeing the show. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I think that she was in on the joke. I think one of the best parts of the show was that, you know, she shows this like video highlight reel and, you know, she shows like Bethany making fun of her and doing her voice and oh the countess and you know she shows her, she shows her fucking falling in the bushes in Mexico yeah. at her own show and so I'm like okay you're in on the joke I mean it was great and the best the highlight for me of the show was the last number that closed out the show money can't buy you class and just seeing Lou in her Giovanni just rocking it out on stage I was like you know what Lou you go you go be a fucking countess on stage. And I, uh, I mean, she played the bongos. The bongos killed me. I'm sorry. It was, I thought it was hilarious. Like, Oh, I was laughing so much. Like I was, I, 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 
No, I was entirely too sober as well. I have to agree. I was had zero drinks that night. I was the DD for um, my roommate and my other friend. And we had met Armin and Camille there and they were drinking. But I was completely sober. So I definitely think it was a very, like you said, I think I was too sober for it. But I did enjoy my time. But speaking of the drinking with the show... It, it's hard for me not to think that she's had a glass or two after. I mean, I've heard reports uh, back when she was doing the show in um, New York that after party she was just casually drinking in the privacy of her friends. Um, so the news that she had one mimosa after one of her shows, um, which I feel like is a low ball on her end. I feel like she was like, this will get me just a slap on the wrist. I feel like it's a true thing. Like, I know you've met with Luann and you've done yoga with her. How do you feel? <laughs> Um, yes, you know, well, I, I, I said, on I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but I said, um, something similar to this on my podcast last week that, um, you know, I, 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 it was just, yeah, I went to yoga with Luann and it was this really kind of surreal experience, but it was also this really kind of amazing experience because I think this is the way I said it. I didn't, I wasn't with the countess. Like I was definitely with Luann and, um, you know, we really bonded over, I was just kind of, I was really, really pleasantly surprised and I was able to, you know, we talked about, I opened up to her that I, I don't struggle with an an addiction to alcohol, but I, I guess you could call it an addiction to food. I've, uh, you know, dealt with bulimia for almost 25 years. So I, um, it, you know, we kind of connected on that and she, and she got it in a way that she was like, oh, so, you know, you know, the struggle and whatever. And it's like, here's the thing. This is okay. This is what I'll say. I feel like there is this part of Luann where she, like, she almost gets to that deep, 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 place where I like, I always talk about like when you're in therapy and my therapist always refers to it as, you know, core issues or your core trauma. Um, like I always talk about when you get to that point where it's like, it's not a fun place to be, but where you really get there and you're like, Oh shit, like this is it. This is the issue. I feel like Luann knows that whatever that is for her is there and she's aware of it. I don't know if she's at the point where she's really able or willing to completely go down to that place. And because, which I get, and I res, I actually do respect because I get it that if you are not, no one can force you to be ready to deal with your, whatever it is, the root cause or the root issues of what it is you're dealing with. Like you have to do that on your own time and whatever, you know, whatever that is for her. And I don't know that it can happen when, you know, when she is working so much. And at the end of the day, like the show is her job and, um, you know, the countess show and the, the housewife show, they're both her job. She's doing that. And I don't know if she's doing it so much in order to, um, you know, kind of distract herself or, I'm sure she is doing it, you know, to make a living, but I just, I don't know. Does that make sense at all? I no. can't tell if they make any sense. No, <laughs> I, you definitely make sense. I feel like she's not ready. I mean, she is kind of distracting herself with all these other things instead of dealing with the issue at hand. And that let's, right. let's talk about what she was, what what's happened now, because 
I, it's going to lead into kind of what you're saying. And I want to kind of transition this. Um, so basically like she was handcuffed in court. She was basically for baking probation. The judge was like, you're not taking this seriously. He offered her to go immediately to an outpatient program. There was rumors that she was going to go back to jail. Um, and she took a plea instead. And so she has, now she has to, um, have a breathalyzer in her car. She has weekly telephone counseling sessions, monthly in-person meetings. And this probation was only supposed to last until August 28th. Personally, I think she should take a break from everything else and just focus on herself and focus on this. Even if it was canceling tour dates and maybe pushing back filming or, you know, if things start to happen, like I really do agree with you that she needs to deal with the issue at hand before moving forward because she's going to keep getting caught in the cycle of pain. She's going to keep chasing this dragon and being stuck in this tunnel if she doesn't turn around and face the dragon head on. And I think that's where the problem arises for her. Right, right. Well, and that's in, yeah, exactly. And that's the same for any type of, you know, if you're dealing with any type of issue like this and, and that's what sucks is I don't think, I mean, I truly, and this is what I've experienced personally and what I believe is that, you know, until you really reach that rock bottom, whatever that means for, you know, for each individual, I feel like it is hard to, um, to really genuinely make a change. And, um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I, I guess my point is I don't, I don't, uh, I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, she's, you know, making a mockery of it. She's just doing this for attention. She's, you know, holier than thou, whatever. I, I don't think that's true. I, I definitely think that she's more, you know, cognizant and aware than, than people probably mm-hmm. give her credit for. Um, and I guess what I really empathize with the, the pain and the shame surrounding it and the courage that it takes to like really do the work. And I guess that's why I have trouble kind of not ragging on her about it, but why I, I don't know. Someone was like, Oh, you're giving her a pass. And I'm like, I just, I really can empathize to what it is to be in that space. And I think that it's, I don't know. I don't think you can really judge anyone else's journey, whether she's making good decisions or not. Like it's, it's her decisions, you know? I agree. And like, I've, I've been through stuff myself. And part of the thing is, is you always think my problem's not as bad as someone else's like, oh, I'm not that bad. And you kind of see that on the show where she's like, she's like, oh, I don't have a problem with drinking. I just had a problem with drinking after two drinks or I had a problem stopping myself after, you know what I mean? Like, I just need to learn how to drink again. And it's, it's like, that's, that's the mindset of, oh, my issues aren't as bad as someone else's so I don't need the same kind of help that someone else needs Mm -hmm. when sometimes you need to look at yourself and be like you know what having this problem in any capacity is a problem and you have to be able to accept that understand who you are how this addiction whatever it is how this mental you know issue affects you personally and use whatever is given to you to kind of combat this like you should be using every tool that you can and not just devalue yourself because you think it's not that bad or it's not as big as someone else's because for you in your life it's huge and i feel like that's what she needs to right. realize and that everything can go away if she doesn't step up take responsibility and realize that she has this problem she has this issue and if she doesn't work constantly to fix it and really hammer down and focus, it's going to affect her for the rest of her life. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I really, I, I really hope that, you know, she can get to that place where she can work through it. I I agree. And I mean, Dorenda even spoke on it and she said she was heartbroken and she wishes her well. Um, She even acknowledged that it's a hard, you know, it's a hard journey. Um, And I mean, she, Dorenda put it in a really nice way, which I think is she was like, you know, something good is going to come after this. Um, And, you know, she said she went through a similar thing with Richard, you know, when he got sick and died, it was hard, but something positive comes out of it. It's always darkest before the dawn, Dorinda said. And I agree because, you know, sometimes you have to go through all that shit. You have to accept it. You have to work your way through it to get the good. Because if you keep masking it with fake good, like she's doing, I assume, it's only going to be a band-aid to fix the issue instead of actually like going to get those stitches and getting yourself healed, you know, put the Mederma on the scar once it's done. But I I just... Put the Mederma on the scar. (laughs) But like... (laughs) But like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for her. I, I know I rag on her on the, on our podcast sometimes. And I'm always like, and I was making jokes too. And I was like, she's going to get an ankle monitor soon if she doesn't clean up her act. And then it actually <laughs> happened. And I was like, well, she didn't have the ankle monitor, but like, I was like, right. see, these issues are going to come back to bite you in the butt. Like, I, I just, I want her to get better because I feel like she needs to do that for herself. Not for my entertainment on television, not for her to continue her to her I think she needs to do it for her and I mean I know you sent her a text of um support um and I'm just gonna shoot mine through the airwaves (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and that's not to say like listen I won't still you know I won't still you know give her shit for stuff that she does on the show but that's the that's the thing is I do like that she can you know laugh about herself and and see humor in it too which I think is is great so she, you know what, if of anyone, she is resilient as fuck. She, you know, she's been knocked down before and, um, she'll, she'll, she'll get through it. She'll, yeah, she'll survive. She will survive. Well, keeping on the topic of New York, let us talk about Dorinda because a couple things happened with Dorinda this week. One being she got a serious XM radio show called Make It Nice. Um, which I think is so fitting for Dorinda. I think if I could listen to anyone on New York besides Bethany doing a podcast or show, it would be Dorinda. I'm so excited. I mean, everyone, like, I'm a huge, I love all my serious shows. I listen to Jenny McCarthy every day. And I think, I think Dorinda's going to be great on Radio Andy. Um, I think that, yeah, I think she's going to be great. I think it'll be funny. I think it'll be like a little bit of a shit show, which will be amazing. And, um, I think, yeah, I was reading the the synopsis of it. And it was like, it'll be about marriage, relationships. What else did it say? It was like uh, uh, coming back from something. And then I, there was something else, like, of course, housewives or whatever. But I, I think it said like religion maybe too. And I was like, okay, this is. I mean, Dorinda's been through it all. I would take advice from Dorinda. Like she's, and she's got the humor to kind of, and the quips to kind of really hold her own on a show like this. So I'm really excited. I mean, we've already been kind of getting a glimpse of what she's going to be like on the show. So she was actually talking to page six at Sirius, um, kind of for promo for the new show. And she revealed that she's going to no longer be wearing Giovanni. And I kind of loved the quote that she had about this where she was like, they're great. And I hope people think about my look being more evolved 
than that. Like Giovanni's old news. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so circa 1999. I mean, she even said, she's like, I used to wear these with my late husband. We went to Washington in formal events. And she was like, it's great for a night, but like, I'm not going to be a countess and, you know, only wear Giovanni. Like, I kind of love that she's kind of digging at Giovanni, who she kind of helped to build to the, the, you know. I know. The name it is now. I mean, we're getting... We're getting the um, we're getting the Luann music video feeling Giovanni soon with Lisa Renna and Cynthia Bailey, which I'm stoked about. Yes, the Giovanni video, I uh, which you know allegedly there was supposed to be another housewife involved, and they didn't want to do it. So um, that is Whoop, that's you know, some tea. There we, go. we have so Lisa Renna came through and. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it'll be great. Listen, I think it could have. I think it could have been amazing the the way it was initially conceived. But I think I think the video will be amazing. I mean, I'm always down for anything Lisa Rinna does. So yes, um, and course. I and I know the Giovanni store. I know where it is in Beverly Hills. I've I've parked there. That's, once or twice. So we were just talking about when I used to live in WeHo. My apartment building is literally the building right behind it. Are you kidding? Yes, it that's used a good to be, little spot. No, I'm not kidding. But yeah, <laughs> it was right. It was the building right on the corner, but right behind the Ivy and Giovanni. But it wasn't Giovanni when I lived there. It was um, a wedding dress store. Oh, now that whole place is, I mean, it looks like a wedding dress store because it has the big picture windows where you can see all the dresses from the, you know, the walkway. Yes. It's gorgeous. Yes. Well, yes. if Duranda is hanging up her Giovanni, maybe you can take her place and just go <laughs> shop there all the time. Because yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's really my look either. My look gets more like Lululemon, but yeah. I mean, it's fine. You could, like like Dorinda says, you could wear it for a night when you need some formal wear. You could wear it for a night. Yeah, I'll yeah. wear it for a night, like to like one of my Persian weddings or something. Well, let's jump back to since we're talking about Giovanni and where it is in Beverly Hills, let's talk about some other people who reside in this area, and that is the Shaws of Sunset. So the new season isn't here yet. Um, but the drama has already started. So the two main, I would say, characters of Shots of Sunset are MJ and Reza. Um, you know, best friends since day one. They've been friends since high school. You know, MJ just got married. Reza was there the whole time for her, making sure that she had the most wonderful wedding ever to her new husband, Tommy Fate, who I loved on the show. I think he's hilarious. I, I think love he's Tommy, yeah. So funny, so down to earth, so real. And I think it's a great juxtaposition with MJ because she's so not real like she's such like a (laughs) she's a character on her own that I feel like he really balances her out but that's not where the drama is the drama is actually between MJ and Reza and Reza was just granted a restraining order against MJ's husband Tommy um and Tommy now has to stay 100 yards away from Reza his home his job his vehicle and his husband Adam so the reason this restraining order happened is because Reza is claiming that Tommy was the one who vandalized his home. So there is a video from Reza's property of this man who's throwing potted plants and destroying things on the property and then goes into the home, like breaks into the home. And you saw the video, right? I did. I did. Yes. I want to know, your first of all, your thoughts on this video and if it could be Tommy. So I, uh, I did watch the video. It was very interesting to me. I, I, uh, I I don't think it was Tommy. I think that it 
I think that maybe it looks somewhat like him. But um, listen, I think that there is a possibility that there could be a lot of um, convolution behind it. I'll say that. Well, yeah. I mean, I think maybe Reza, his first thought was Tommy because it looks like they've been having a lot of issues. So as you guys know, MJ was pregnant. She just had her baby. And actually, after she had the baby, she was in ICU for, I think it was two days because she had lost so much blood from Mm -hmm. the procedure. And MJ claimed that no one came to visit her, no one reached out to her, and it was, like, this big deal. Reza fought back and was like, no, first of all, I texted her. And then I heard sources say that he even visited her and the baby at the hospital. And then all this other stuff starts coming out from MJ's camp, that she has this friend that was being, you know, had sexual talkings with Adam, which is Reza's husband, and, like, they were doing, Mm -hmm. like, having sexually explicit conversations, which Reza honestly was like, yeah, they were, like, they're friends. Adam shouldn't have been friends with this person, but, like, they sent gifts and stuff, which, personally, I don't know the details of Reza and Adam's relationship. I don't know if it's open or if they, I mean, Reza has always been very vocal about not wanting to settle down with Adam because he wanted to still have his fun, Um, but I don't. I mean, if my husband was sending especially explicit gifts to a friend, I'd be like, unless they were like best buds from day one, I would be a little bit upset. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? Yeah, I would be, listen, I don't, uh, now I'm trying to think about it. My husband doesn't have any female friends, but um, uh, yeah, I would be a little, that would irritate me, I guess. Um. I don't know. You know, the whole thing is, is that I, I don't know how much of this is real, like real, real genuine and how much of it is, you know, just stirring up drama for the show, I guess. Cause if you just look at the history of the show, I mean, how many times have we seen, you know, Reza and MJ like fight and come back and fight and they're both, you know, and I'm saying this just as watching the show, like they're both pretty dramatic people. A hundred percent. And I think, yeah, I think that there's definitely, you know, other issues surrounding this. And, um, I think it was probably, yeah, that was probably the, the instigator of all of it was the whole, you know, Adam texting or texting situation and Adam, you know, possibly hanging out with someone else, whatever. Um, And then, you know, as is a lot of things, it's like, you know, one little thing starts the flame and then it just kind of gets out of control. It blows up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I guess I would say um, take take everything with a grain of salt. I don't believe everything you read. And, um, you know, I I obviously was more candid and open with you before we started recording and told you um, what – you know, I've heard is going on, but I would just say, yeah, I think, I think, you know, we've seen this before. They've done this before. They've done this before on the show. And, um, I think, you know, they've been friends for a really, really long time. And, you know, but being married to a Persian man myself, I will say that they, um, they, they're, they're big personalities. They, and that's one of the things that attracted me to my husband. He's very, you know, he's very, um, I was going to say like physical, like shows his love physically, but that sounds really fucked up. Like, no, he's very, he's not afraid to, you know, share his feelings and emotions or whatever. And listen, he's not, you know, going and throwing around chairs or anything, but, um, 
they're, they're passionate. They're very passionate. And I always joke that, you know, when we're at Shabbat dinner and I hear my husband's uncles and his dad, the, like, I always, I always say, what are they yelling at each other about? Because the way that I don't speak Farsi myself, um, the way that they are talking, it literally sounds to me like they're screaming at each other. And then my husband will be like, oh, they're talking about whatever, like someplace they went on vacation or something. They're like, why are so these people like, angry at each other? I, so I think that that listen, that's I think a, a part of it too, and it can also be, you know. So I just think I I don't think it's as clear cut as maybe the press is making it out to be. And if you had to ask me my not that I am a psychic, but if you wanted to ask me my premonitions, I guess for the future, I'm going to take a gander and say I think that in the end everything will be fine. I agree. And I mean, both right now, they're both releasing statements like we're just, you know, Rez is upset. He's mourning the the friendship of over 30 years. And MJ's like, if he keeps going down this path, it's going to be harder to come from it. I think they're That's- just, I, part, part of me thinks they're just playing the game. Um, yeah, I mean, they've both been in it. This is what, will this be like the 10th season or something? I mean, it's been a while since they started and it's, and it's both, you know, they know how to play the game and they know how to you know, they're not dumb. They, they, they know, know exactly what they're, what they're doing. So, I mean, I hope exactly for the that. sake of them that their relationship stays intact after this or it heals. Um, but I'm kind of also excited to see this play out on the show because I'm a big Shaw's fan. I wasn't. It's working. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I mean, I'm going to be real. I didn't become a Shaw's fan until probably like a year or two ago. Because, oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't even watch the first couple of seasons. And then I was on, I used to work for um, a company and I was basically the Bethany of the company where I would have to go to like grocery stores and like slock product. Um, that was my job for the summer. For you muffins? Yeah. Except it was baby products. Um, but. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so I was like doing that, but the hotel rooms, I'd always just have Bravo on the hotel room, like while I was doing of stuff. Course. And late at night, they just kept playing reruns of the reunion for once, like the season two summers ago. And so I watched this reunion probably like seven times. Oh my God, that's amazing. The one where like Reza walks out and MJ walks out and there's just like all the drama. <laughs> that's the one. So I'm like, okay, if that could happen and they can all be chilly and like Reza can go help with MJ's wedding the year after and then they're doing this again. I'm like, okay, so it's an on and off situation. Like, you know, every other year they're going to be friends at this point. So we'll see how it plays oh, yeah. out. I think yeah. we'll be, I think we'll be good, but let's move into the end of our podcast because we have two more stories to cover and they are both good news. So let's forget all the bad. Let's move, let's move from that. (laughs) Let's get to the good. Exactly. We're going to a happy place. We're going to a happy place. So the first is a story that we've been following on this week in Bravo since the inception of the podcast, not since this drama started. Um, And that is that Joe Giudice will be able to stay in the U.S. during his deportation case. So this is good news because he has been granted permission to stay in the U.S. while the deportation case Happens Now, they thought he was going to have to be deported to Italy and he wasn't going to be able to stay in the United States while his fate was, you know, figured out. But he actually got a bunch of judges, immigration judges, um, to support. I think there was like 27 or 28 former judges and lawyers came to his defense and asked for him to yeah, stay I'm in the United States. about that. I mean, let's be real. There... They're wealthy. They know a lot of people. A lot of people know who they are. They had that giant petition on change, whatever, that 
everyone, including I, Andy Cohen, signed. Wasn't Gia the one that started it? Yes. It was his daughter who started it, which I thought was very cute. I love Gia. So do I love all of their kids. Melania is my number one of that family. Oh, my God. Um, Melania needs her own show. Someone please give her her own show. Do you know she does, like, beauty tutorials on YouTube? You need to watch. No. You need to watch. She's trying to become, like, a YouTuber. It's the cutest thing. I'm obsessed. I think oh she's God. hilarious. Okay, we know what I'm doing all weekend. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be watching Melania's YouTube channel because I'm if you haven't. Going, I'm supposed to be going on vacation with my husband for like a getaway. I'm going to be like, fuck you. I have shit to watch. You're like, I'm sorry. The only thing that we're watching on this TV is Ted Bundy's movie and <laughs> Melania's uh, makeup tutorials. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know if I'm going to make it to that second wedding anniversary. <laughs> 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 oh my God. That is Amazing. I'm okay. Well, here's my question. I'm a little okay. This is what I don't understand. And I haven't, I, I don't know if you've read this anywhere, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Okay. So he was being held in that. I'm not going to say this in the right way, but I, I, I want to say it's somewhat of like a halfway house. It's between, like, a, yeah, it's like an ice de- de- detention center, essentially. Okay. Yes, exactly. So Okay, here's my question. I get that okay, he gets to stay in the US, but is he he's not able to like go home to New Jersey no, during no. this, right? He has no. to stay in that little house. He'll have to stay detained. He's gonna or he's still rather. yeah, he's still under arrest. He's he hasn't been released yet. And so he's basically kind of like somewhat still in jail, which Yeah, he is. Sucks. I mean, that's the only thing that I'm like, okay. I'm like a total Debbie Downer on this episode. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great, but isn't it just drawing it out longer? Well, I think it's good in the in the sense that if he was deported, it would be a lot harder for him to come back. I think I kind of feel like that's already like, oh, the True. decision's True. been made, you're gone. It's going to be easier True. for us to deport you when you're already out of the United States. So I think this is a small win in the case into where you know even it, it looks better for him. It helps him. You know, like, oh, he can still be a functioning member of society. He can still be part of the United States. I mean, he should have just gotten his citizenship years ago when he had the opportunity to. Well, yeah. But that was his own stupid mistake. <laughs> Joe should have done a lot of things. There's a lot. of. I mean, there's a million things. I, I don't know the name of the podcast, but my roommate is listening to a podcast right now about all the different, like, it's about a bunch of different, like, scams or how people got arrested. And there's episodes on the Teresa Joe thing. <gasps> and I want to oh get God, her on. Yes. I want I want to get my roommate on. She's going to start doing um our Southern Charm podcast with us, which is going to come out soon. Um but I need to get her on to give me the full details cuz she knows the whole story and she will always give me little tidbits and like Oh my god. It's so much deeper. Like basically Teresa and Joe could have not been in this situation at all they would have been fine up until like they went to jail because they were supposed to pay basically and like release all their they were supposed to like like PK and Dorit are doing where they have to release all their assets right. and say everything. And that would have kept them from going to jail. But they like, I don't know if it was their lawyers or them forgot to put like houses and cars and all these other like stupid right, things right, that they right. should have put on. And that's the reason they went to jail. So, I mean, I'm glad that hopefully they can climb their way out of this mess. I hope that Joe can be with his daughters because at the end of the day, that's what I really want. I feel like Teresa's already moved on personally. Um, that was what it, someone else said that uh, they were like, okay, yeah, but is 
<laughs> is Teresa going to be really excited about this? Because, like, now what is she going to do? Like, first she had her out. Like, if he's deported, then, like, it doesn't really fall on her, you know? But it's like that if he gets to stay, like, I don't know. Do you think she'll – if if he gets to stay, which, I, I mean, he, I, I should say this. I, I, I honestly do think he should get to stay, and I don't – you know, I do want the girls to have their dad, obviously. But uh, I guess – like, what if he gets to stay? Like, is she going to break up with her boyfriend? Alleged boyfriend? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think this is, I, part of me feels like the relationship's already over and she's just sticking by him because he's stuck by her. Um, and right. she's doing yeah. it to, to save face for her kids. Um, personally, as much as I love Joe and I did sign a petition for him to stay in the U.S. just, I mean, for like shits and gigs, let's be real. I do think <laughs> there, I mean, I, I don't like cases like this because I feel like there are a lot of other people who get deported that have a lot that also have families that also are just trying to survive. And I feel like it's, you know, because of his wealth and because of who he is that he's going to be able to well, stay right. in the United States, which like, I never want to see a family separated from someone else in general, but I do feel like he is getting a little bit of a, an easier walk. And I mean, I mean, and he wasn't doing anything like super bad. Like, I mean, yeah, he was like scamming people out for money and like not paying the U S um, for living here. But like, right. He wasn't I mean, murdering people. He wasn't murdering people. And I feel like, I don't know. It's a tricky situation for me because I see, you know, other people who like, you know, maybe have jaywalked or got pulled over and then they're deported and they're just trying to right, like support their right. family. So, I mean, it's it's all relative. But like in the Bravoverse, I'm definitely, you know, I want him to be able to stay with his family. And I just want Teresa to be happy at the end of the day. Like I could care less about Joe. I just want Teresa and the right, girls to right. be okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's what I think that's basically everyone's opinion, too, is it's like he and that that's what I heard about his case, too. It's like it didn't have to get to the point that it got to. He basically just kept like almost almost like Lisa Vanderpump. Like he just kept digging himself in deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. deeper. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, just stop. And um, and yeah, listen. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, let's get to our last story because I have to say that I have already booked my ticket. Um, I, I actually haven't, but it's it's close. I'm trying to negotiate with some other people and see who else I can bring. But the big news was announced that Bravo is finally doing a Bravo con. Now, I tweet about this a year ago. Like, no joke. May 20th of 2018. Yeah, I retweeted it. I was like, Andy, hey, Andy, like, RuPaul's had so much, like, success with DragCon. And it was because I saw, like, another DragCon, like preview or something and I was like why don't we have a bravo con and I was like whoa when it happened because I was like did I help make bravo con like, oh I'm sure they've you been thinking about it you are a psychic I think I am psychic um Armin and I have this joke where I called myself Raven one time and he's like oh yes yeah, so you're just like Bran you're the three-eyed Raven and I was like what because like I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fan but like I was like I was I, talking about like Raven Simone like that's a Raven oh, like okay okay thank you because when you were when you just said Raven I immediately thought Raven Simone because I don't watch Game of Thrones either we are we are one in the same this is why we love doing podcasts with each other but i guess I, they have that huge fucking billboard on sunset right now and every time i go to soul cycle i see the fucking game of thrones billboard i'm like oh my god are we done with this shit yet? oh my gosh i would always Sorry, pass everybody i would always I pass the avengers like four like billboard did you ever see that it was like on la cienega and peak or la cienega and like washington or something i think like on your way to beverly hills and it was like literally six billboards and it was all Avengers. And I was like, okay, I still haven't seen the last movie yet. I need to catch up before I like need to be like bombarded with like all of this Avenger stuff. Um, but forget about all that because we need to talk about BravoCon because I'm beyond excited. Are you going to be going? I'm sure you'll make a trip. 
I okay. Well, listen. I um. I I have to figure out. Do we know exactly when in November it is? Because yeah. I have an issue here. My anniversary is November fifth, and shut already... up. You know that's my birthday. What? Your anniversary is my birthday. My birthday is November fifth. It's Chris Jenner's birthday too. Oh my god! Wait, I'm I dead did... at this. I did not know either of those facts. Well, now you can wish me and Chris uh, Jenner happy birthday when I wish you happy anniversary. <laughs> well, I will gladly wish you a happy birthday. I don't, I, I don't really care about Chris Jenner's birthday. Sorry, but uh, – <laughs> sorry, Chris. Um, no, so we have – last year we went to Mexico. This year we already have a trip booked um, to somewhere in Hawaii. I'm like acting like a celebrity, like someone's going to come stalk me. Um <laughs> We're You're going like, to Maui. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you which hotel we're staying yeah, at. Yeah, no, it's fine. If you, know me, if you know me well, you can figure out which hotel I'm staying at. Um, so, no, I don't know. I think I booked it the like the 4th through the 10th maybe or something like that. So I don't know if um, – when is it exactly? It's going to be November 15th through the 17th. So you can hop on a plane and just jet out straight to New York right after you get back from Hawaii. You'll be nice and tanned. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be in New York City, um, November 15th, which is a Friday through Sunday, November 17th. Um, tickets are going to go on sale later this summer um, where they're going to announce venues and programming. But the event is said to give exclusive access to stars, producers, and executives behind the shows, including The Real Housewives, Below Deck, Southern Charm, Married in Medicine, Band Pump Rules, Shaws of, Shaws of Sunset, Top Shaft, and Project Runway. Um, it's going to be so much fun. I think I've seen a lot of stuff from drag con before, and it's just a really interactive, fun way. Everyone has booths where you can go and see your favorite stars. They have panel discussions where people like us, maybe we'll get asked to come up, um, can go and have a discussion with, um, Bravo celebrities and people can ask questions from the audience. They have shows and performances. They have after parties, they have VIP experiences, so I'm telling y'all, I'm going to be shelling out money for this VIP ticket. I'm going to be all over DragCon. I'm sure I'll be able to report from it, but <laughs> it will be great. I, yeah, I, I'm totally into this. I, I I think this qualifies as a business expense. A hundred percent. So I can put it on my business credit card. Um, yeah, I think It's this research. Is, it is research. You know, for, it, for taxes, you, know you can do research, which can be if you're in the entertainment industry, movies, plays, experience. This is for us in the media podcast industry. This is a writable write-off expense. And, so. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to try and put it on the on the Excel file next year and send it to the accountant. He wasn't that um, much of a fan of my expenses this year, one of which was uh, he's like, you have a lot of what are you buying on Amazon so frequently? And I was like, well, just so you know, I had to buy the House of Hilton book um, because it's research. And he looked at me like I was speaking German. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if he's so so much of a fan of my business write-offs. But, uh, but I think this is like legit. This is like a conference. And I can be like – I can pretend like I'm a pharmaceutical sales rep and be like, I'm going to a conference in New York. It's a business trip. The the business trip, the conference is just hanging out with all of our peeps who love Bravo so much. Exactly, exactly. And and I'm just gonna tell my accountant, yeah, the only hotel that you're allowed to 
stay in is the Four Seasons. Um, and yeah, you can't stay in any other hotels. So yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be couch hopping and staying in Airbnb because I am a, <laughs> I'm a young 20 something and I have about as much money as the Vanderpump Rules kids had when they started. So you will see me house hopping, um, but I will be there. And I hope we see all of you guys there too, because this is going to be so much fun. And I think this is an opportunity not to be missed. I'm sure we'll get so much more juice as the summer moves forward to find out exactly what we are going to be doing. Lisa Rinna has already been teasing a workout from her workout videos and Andy's all for it. So Jessica, if you want to, like, get a jump on it, I have the Lisa Rinna workout DVDs if we want to do, like, a pre, like, you know, pregame, try oh to get God. started and get ready so that we know all the moves. Absolutely. Um, but you guys will hear more about BravoCon because we will be following the story very closely because Buttered Pop and Hot and Bravo will be going. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, Jessica, we have gotten to the very end of our podcast for This Week in Bravo and that means it is time for our hot and bravoed moment of the week. So this is the moment that got you the most hot and bothered this week on Bravo. And that could be any range of emotions because hot and bravoed does not mean one thing in particular. It is just the stuff that you found the juiciest on the channel. So are you ready for the four contenders? Give it to me. I'm ready. Okay. So first we have Jordan tells Kyle that he had erectile dysfunction once during a threesome on Summer House. <laughs> we have Kristen revealing that she still lives and sleeps with her ex-boyfriend Carter on the Vanderpump Rules reunion. We have LBP taking the lie detector test and passing, and I'm doing air quotes if you cannot, since you cannot see me through the mic, <laughs> passes. Um, and then we have Dorinda and Ramona sparring over the angel ball, which seemed to be the event not to be missed um, oh. on New York. So which of this moment was the most hot and bravo for you? You know what? We we did talk about LVP and her lie detector test at length on my podcast. Uh, you and I did. I, for me personally, it has to be Dorinda and Ramona over the Angel Ball because nothing for number. I mean, for, okay. First of all, New York is always number one for me, and um, I love Dorinda and Ramona together because they can just go at it and then, you know, they'll, they'll be fine. And I love, uh, even when Ramona was on watch what happens live, watch what, oh my God, on watch what happens live. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Don't be plugging other podcasts on mine, honey. No, it's fine. We love watch what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm like Ben and Ronnie are going to love that. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's just what it's called yet. Um, so uh, no, when she was on Andy's show this week, Ramona was just like, because someone called in and they were like, you know, why didn't you do it? She was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I whatever I did, I did. I want to, whatever you said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I just, I love Ramona because she's just, I, she's Ramona. And how could you not love her? She's just so like, I, it's just amazing to me. I love a good Ramona where she gets caught in a lie and she doesn't even realize that she's caught in it. And she just like, it's like a little, um, you know what it reminds me of? Like when like a little ladybug like gets flipped over and they're stuck on their back and they just they're trying to get over, they're trying to get over and they just can't. That to me is Ramona when she's like stuck and caught in one of these lies and she's like can't get out of it. And you're like, uh, it's just it's hilarious to me. And um and you know, I love me some Dorinda and I think it'll be listen, if this was Beverly Hills, this would be the entire season. And 
on New- because it's New York, it's literally like I mean, it's a I don't small storyline. <laughs> yeah, it's like a minor storyline that the whole thing is maybe like maybe three episodes, something like that. So yeah, I am always I'm always in it for a good New York um, situation, which is what this is. So yeah. Well, my moment has to be it's for me personally. I'm gonna say it is. Um, Kristen revealing that she's still living and sleeping with her ex-boyfriend Carter and that he's the only one that she can see marrying. I know you don't watch VPR, but um, this was kind of a big deal because, first of all, no one knew that Carter and Kristen were broken up. And then she revealed that she's still living with him, sleeping with him, and he's the only one that she can see marrying, even though they're moving out and they're breaking up. It's a very (laughs) weird situation. I'm sure it's a play for a storyline next season, so we will see how this goes. But... I mean, there were so many fun moments on Bravo this week, and I'm sure we will get so many more next week, but that is it for TWIB for this week. And Jessica, one more time, tell people how they can find you, where they can listen to you, because you're just so amazing and so much fun. Oh, I thank you. Um, yes, my podcast is The Real Housewife of the West Side, and I am uh, on all platforms. You can find it everywhere. Um I have a Patreon where I do go into a little more depth about stuff that I can't say on the regular show. Um, so that is patreon.com slash R-H-O-W. And I am a member of the Hot and Bravo Patreon as well. Um, and yeah, on Instagram, I am at The Real Housewife of the West Side and Twitter at R-H-O-W. And if you guys don't want to miss another episode of Anything Hot and Bravo, make sure you guys are subscribed to wherever you're listening to, whether that be SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. You can follow us on social media by searching Hot and Bravo, H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. Make sure you guys go follow and listen to Real Housewives of the West Side. I am on there this week talking about Beverly Hills. And so there's a lot of things I have to say, and it's always fun talking with a fellow L.A. friend. So we'll see you guys next time.